So we're going to talk about some stuff today. We're back. Another one. This is the 13th episode. So by design, it has to be a catastrophe because 13 is apparently because a number has power over people's lives. We probably could have done an entire episode on why lucky numbers and superstitions is mm-hmm. And how I've heard a lot about that they come from Celtic practices like Druidism and such. It's kind of scary, actually, what we've let affect our thinking and we don't even realize it. Well, I mean, gosh, wives' tales, and I mean, I just totally started a subject we didn't discuss talking about, but it is kind of funny to me because I actually did cross my mind not to name it episode 13 just because people are weird, and apparently that affects me too, but not because I wouldn't have done it because I'm superstitious about 13, but because I would think other people would be, and so they wouldn't bother to listen to it. But since we don't have anybody listening to it anyway, it's probably perfectly fine. <laughs> But you know, uh, and since the Bible doesn't warn you against the number thirteen, still we should be fine. No, six, six, six. Maybe that's an episode we're supposed to skip. But, um, but that's a good. But that actually is a good question that we can explore for a second, just because I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. What about things that we don't do because we want to be considerate of other people? Is there a line we cross on that, like fear? You know, do I? Well, one of the, the question, one of the questions that was that that was asked was about social media and should we engage social media, which is what we've got on our on my little card here that I was going to look at. Um, so the question is, how much do we allow other people's belief systems to impact our behavior? That's what crossed my mind. Oh, Does that make sense? So because I w- why would I make it 13, not an episode um, number? Because other people might be affected or afraid to listen to a number 13 episode when they're not afraid to go to see 1,000 Friday the 13th movies. But anyway. And there's a series now called 13 Reasons Why on teenage suicide, which is really awful. So apparently we use the we still use that number as a uh, fear-inducing thing. So that is kind of interesting. And then we've been to hotels where they literally won't put yeah, hotel the floors. 13th floor on. Well, so, so to my question, it. and we can do this. Why, how, how should we, how do you and I respond to superstition when other people have superstitions? Because this, where we live, has got a lot of them. It's more than just 13. I mean, you were talking about folk traditions and superstitions, but, you know, things from the obvious ones, throwing salt over your shoulder, or don't walk under a ladder, if you break a mirror. Those are kind of things that are, you know, folklore, or, you know, people, which is weird because people respond to it. But how... How do, we, how do we allow other people's crazy belief systems to interact on how we address life with them? Because do we avoid offending them and therefore not title the episode Those, 13? Or do we, yeah, how, do we how do we interact with it? Do you follow I guess what I'm I don't asking? think, not really because I don't think along those lines. I, I, I don't consider other people's superstitions when I'm doing something I guess I hadn't ever considered that. I I would consider some of their belief systems, but only in the sense that, uh, like for instance, the question that you said we were gonna, well, that we might tackle, was about um, how much do you argue with them over a social platform about your your truth, quote unquote truth that we know, versus someone else's trying to convince you of a different truth yeah well i don't okay. feel like that has to do with superstitions so i feel like that's a completely different well, let me thing add, but let me give you the question if you want to know i appreciate one. what you're well that's fine sorry go ahead um 
the only time I see that other people's belief systems come into conflict with ours, I guess is what I'm thinking, is when we interact over a particular subject. And that's kind of what that question was about. Like, for instance, if there are um, questions on abortion or questions on things that are, are large subjects that people have set in their mind, I believe this, even though I, I don't think they even know what they believe most of the time. I think they have operated in a certain way, and maybe that's how it relates to superstitions. We operate in a certain way, not realizing it might not even have anything to do with our beliefs at all. It may just be a, a habit we've gotten into or a, a thought process that we've gone kind of, again, habitually done. But m most of the time, belief systems aren't really coming into play there. Although I think it's interesting, and I wish I could remember the two they mentioned because they were definitely ones we do that have to do with being passed down from the uh, different types of worship, including the Druid worship. I was just, it was just a podcast on Celtic history that I was listening to. I thought it and it was something that there were two things particularly that oh I know it was it was uh, one of them anyway was difficulties come in threes or whatever or yeah yeah, yeah. my mother always says that always said you know that. problem trouble always comes in threes I'm like going so I should look out for two more problems yeah yeah or that like, well one I'm came I'm hitting from, number five right now mom well, so what does that mean and I that was an this. interesting one because the the druids in according to this podcast the druids um, had the number three was big to them it was it was something that they they did everything in threes or they were group you know some of their worship practices were done in threes and triads and whatever and all i can think is yeah that's probably why um our bible seems to emphasize threes and god conquering through threes such as the third day and the, um it seems like that that has been kind of a I, I think our job, maybe I'm tr what I'm trying to say is, I think our job is to sort of counter what we're thrown at, things like that, that are basically sort of superstitions, with truth. Which, if we were to say negative things come in threes, well, we could, we could name positive things that come in threes, such as, you know, the resurrection was on the third day, or there's... Um, three parts of the trinity or you know that and it could be that in christianity we have uh we've modified belief systems like that in order to show truth almost used their their arguments against them in the sense that here here's a way we can counter that you know that it doesn't always have to be negative i don't know i think this there's lots of uh, things to be said about that but i can't remember what the other one was well okay so you're you're saying counter it, um, or I think clarify is it is it you know well yeah why is three you know if I was talking to someone so why is three or thirteen an issue I didn't look it up so yeah. I don't know why thirteen's <laughs> an issue, but here's you know it seems like thirteen you know it definitely is popular for movie titles, um, <laughs> but uh but why is uh why what some things are harmless. I guess it's in, as far as our cultural interaction, you know. Um, and so considering how we interact with people and the, interact with folks around us, when do we engage versus when don't we engage? I mean, to go to the question that you, you began to talk about was should I engage in social media and the comments? How do I know when I should stop replying or arguing? I mean, my response to that's 
that question is um, is it beneficial is it beneficial to post my opinions beliefs online mm -hmm. on social media should I engage discussions in the comments how do I know when I should stop replying or arguing well, my answer to that is no and <laughs> usually don't start arguing because it's a, it's a, it's not a formal um, or not a, a good place for those kinds of conversations um, you can uh, you, you can make a statement of your beliefs, but people engage you just to be difficult. That's the easiest place for them to do it because there's mm -hmm. no consequence of relationship. That's They're what just I was going I think as much as it affects relationships, we could be kind to them about their belief systems or their arguments, but we don't, we don't like you're saying, we don't uh, compromise our beliefs just because of arguments. However, if there's no relationship, why would you engage that? Is that what you're saying? Well, there is relationship a lot of times. I think that's the problem is we conflate relationship with these. Um, it's it's a different kind of relationship. It's not like a car cutting off another car and a guy flicking you off in traffic and going on because there's really no, your only relationship was your cars came close together and the guy got irritated or gal got irritated and responded to you in an inappropriate way um, or an appropriate way. Sometimes they just wave and thanks, say thank you. But there's relationship there, but it feels more on social media. Oftentimes the relationships feel more intense because either you do have an acquaintance relationship with that person, you know them outside of the social media sphere. In a lot of cases like Facebook, you know, those are friends um, or you are connected to them through someone else. There's a little bit more depth of connection. Even if you don't ever see the person, there's a sense of it because you're using language more than just a flight past someone in traffic or on the side of the road. But then or, you're saying just because passing. you can't have that argument face to face, you can't relate. There's no way to resolve it. Resolve, yeah. yeah, you you're giving there's no way for you to work for what's most important because what's most important is a peaceful um, abiding together in community in relationship. That's why when I opened up the thing with the question about lucky 13, you know, my thought was maybe I shouldn't post it because I don't want to you know, create a tension for people that might be bothered by it. Now there's no relationship with people who are mysterious people out there, but okay. still if I'm hanging out with somebody and they, you know, they own the hotel that didn't put the number 13th floor in there. And I say, why didn't you put 13th? Well, that's an unlucky number. I'm not going to start an argument with that person about 13 and why they didn't choose to do yeah, that on their no hotel floor. What's the words, point yeah. in that for the relationship? However, this is interesting because I was listening to a podcast this week about, um, uh, the, the understanding of holiness from the Hebrew text. Did you, Listen to that mm -hmm. one. Separate it out or um, not separate Tim it Mackey. out, but no. unique to. Or I'm sorry. No, did you listen to that podcast? I did I listen to that podcast. So what, it, what came across to me was um, from the Hebrew text. He's a Hebrew professor, and he talked about the understanding of that word um, as it pertains to, like, be holy because I'm holy or whatever. And of course, we've learned that that's sort of a way to relate to others but I had never heard it put in that kind of context what you're saying about being cautious of the relationship and the way we engage even to engage truth even to argue truth is all um, relate or all coming back to what the relationship is anyway the what he said is the context of that word is is in relationship so if it comes to um, God's holiness than it is how we are to view him as set apart and um, completely untouchable in some ways and yet and because of that the, the judge who you know uh, who is overall and completely separated from all of it but we can't 
we cannot even come into his presence unless we are in relationship to him and we you know that's of course we understand that in the relationship with Jesus being our holiness but when it comes to people it was about the relationship but I, I just it stood out to me that we've heard of be holy but you don't know what that means it, you can't well, it's in, attached interact to behavior in anymore. oftentimes yeah be not of this world or be of this world and um, be in this world but not of it if that's what that he was saying in the Hebrew is about is about the relationship right so it's not so much that you be holy and that you preach the holiness or you or you make sure you are you know putting in somebody's uh, face the truth or whatever but it's having to do with the relationship um, to that person and how to be holy so that you bring them life or you bring you foster life in that situation, mm-hmm. not death. And that's that was what was interesting to me because, of course, in, in coming into God's presence, there's immediate death if you aren't holy like God is. But God himself is, is the author of life. So coming into a relationship with him is to have life, you know, to, to be. But then with other people, it made sense to me that that if you could view it as this is going to bring life to this person, it's going to encourage life or it's going to encourage the growth of, of good um, uh, foundation for, you know, new life, for, for new things, for, for beautiful things to come out of that, then that would be of God. If it's not, if it's going to bring death, if it's going to bring argument, like you said, that has no resolve, that has no connection to that person that has no ability to bring that person up and lift them and um into the truth that would cause to that would bring them life then there would be no no really asset to it there would be no um uh, that it's not going to be a witness it's not going to be an encouragement it's not going to be a a good thing right yes is that kind of what the end of what that he was saying was you know, God is holy he's in all things it's pure in that and so and the, if I understood what you were feeding back to me was that you know the idea is is in relation to how do we respond to that holiness by being ourselves set apart in that way or, or encompassed in that and how we relate to the relationship between man and God Right? Is that what you're? Uh, is that well, what I, I heard? I was maxing on to man to man. man I'm to getting man. there. I'm just oh. saying, but that's the that's the, so. How do we relate to God now? The man to man contact there is how we relate to man. If we took Jesus, his word is how we relate to man reflects on that too, because yeah. man is considered to be the God encompasses all things. Therefore, mankind is God's creation, which means that it has an an innate holiness in it because it's made because it's being us we're made in his image therefore there's a reflect even in its most broken superstitious state there is a um, an aspect that as a, an, in a way that we reflect the work and the handiwork of god all life is valuable intrinsically it's it's built in so how we treat other man other people is going to um, reflect whether we're holy or not yeah, well, and what I'm saying is, that's that's not what actually I was saying, because I'm talking about, so if that particular subject matter, this question is about arguing online or on, yeah. arguing on a, if that particular subject matter is bringing a, about uh, a relationship or is building that person to find life or to foster um, 
what God would want to bring life into that person, you know. Um, in other words, if they don't know Jesus yet, and they don't know that love, then they, they are, are, is your argument, is your standing on that principle or arguing something to its utmost or whatever, is it bringing them life? Or is it just, is it not going to uh, go anywhere? Is it going to bring maybe even death because they don't want to have a relationship with you now anymore because you've argued this particular subject matter to its well, that's my point. demise kind and, of or well, whatever? Well, in... I was making the point a little differently than you in that I was saying that how you treat other people is reflects on how you treat sure, God. Right. You're you're we're saying I think similar things just coming at it from different angles. I'm hearing at least what I'm hearing you say is reflective of you know we honor um, relationship because God honors relationship. We we want don't want to speak into or speak into this world anything that destroys the one thing that is of greatest value which is how we relate the thing that was broken in the original context the thing that really reflects all of the world's problems is broken relationships and a battle to be on top in right. other words i want to be my opinion in this and in social media that my opinion is the most important opinion if you disagree with my opinion <laughs> i don't have a relationship with you so yeah. we'll just go on about an opinion outside of the context of a relationship well, we've so always who talked wins about reconciled there and how does life build there? Right. No, so if you so can't Twitter's come to, a junkyard for relationships. Go ahead. So if you can't come to a reconciliation, then how have you brought about God's will or God, the image of God in that setting, right? Yeah. It's, it's um, yeah. I mean, be, if because there's, there's, if there's not, not a possibility a, for if it, yeah, over if social media unless you happen to be able to meet them outside maybe. And, yeah, if it's not civil and it doesn't actually feed into breathing life into a conversation or breathing resolve a, a positive a resolution that brings about life um then it's a waste of your time and so you have to weigh that does that mean you don't engage at all in social media conversations i don't think that's necessarily the case i think if you have a relationship with someone outside and you're you know you definitely will be careful not to damage i've seen people yeah, damage their exactly relationships because saying. they're having it's you have to be cautious more do you solve conflicts over text messages well that's not <laughs> a public forum but still no because your your um, again, it depends on the relationship. Yeah. You and I have been able to use text messages sometimes to hear one another because, for lack of a better way of saying it, you can finish a sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but for um, for me, or and if you well, don't to clarify something because words clarify something. are just removed from emotion, it it can help in that way. But well, yeah, they can. It can be removed from emotion. But you and I both know of a family that you know the words led to murder suicide. You know, just because of they were nastily communicating with text messages backstage when we were with our kids in dance when they were younger. Oh, I didn't hear about um, the that. Text was that was the thing that it, we heard was that all they did was text back and forth constantly during the um, during performances and angry uh, wars. And sad. so, you know, not having proper resolves can lead to tragic events. Yeah. Um, or not having proper yeah, forms okay. of communication. You and I, when we talk, we text, but we also talk. Yeah, that's so what I was going to say. That's sometimes a good we way use to it, it, it to because to get someone some can't distance interp- and then come back. Go ahead. I'm because sorry. someone can't interpret the um, the way you might love them past that. If sure. they shut that relationship down, especially because they can if, yeah. over social media, they're not looking at you and walking away, or whatever. Thinking that a certain, like for instance, if they had an opinion of you that that you were what they wanted to learn from or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're in this argument where it didn't. It didn't build up the and and support what you had been saying with your life or whatever. Then yeah, it could destroy that. It could even destroy right. what you've been saying all along, right? So 
yeah, so maybe that's the answer is just to guard, guard and caution, but to always consider holiness in the sense of relationships um, building someone up to know life and to, to, to be life to someone. And that's God's image in you. Right? Yeah, so the answer to the question, should you engage in social media? Um, <laughs> yes, maybe. In other words, well, that's what we're saying. Is there's a place for it, and um, and there's dialogue. But should you? I mean, the specific question being, you know, how do you throw your? Should you put your opinions or beliefs on social media? Um, should I engage in discussion in the comments? How do I know when I should stop replying, arguing? Um, those three questions. Um, should you put your opinion on social media? Sure, as much as they bring life to folks. There's one other aspect of this that I want to address real quick, um, and that's a conversation that we've been having: is how out there are you with um, what you believe depending on your audience in a social media statement I think a general statement when you're putting out there so, so about your faith I'm a Christian you're a Christian I'm a pastor your pastor's wife people know that about us that's an identifier for who we are so for us to put on our social media our faith in big bold words I don't think any person who's a believer should necessarily um, be afraid to do that especially in, a, in an environment that's more personal uh, but when you walk into an environment that is you're wanting to gain an audience with, you know, you don't walk up and sometimes and throw out thoughts um, that well, push people away in the conversation. And, and I mean, it our could be misperceived. That's what I'm getting. We've at. I always know, struggled how do you do with. That? We we've always struggled with people having preconceived notions of what even a word they hear. So, especially a label. Even these days, the word Christian does not necessarily mean. Yeah, it's so broad that broad it, it doesn't right? mean really that. Bible reading, you know, Jesus loving um, worshiper of God. It it could just mean moral uh, tyrant, you know, or bigot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and that's what I'm getting at. So some of that is to be cautious of the way you approach something, and then also knowing that you don't really know your audience, and if you know them, they still might not read you. The way you're wanting <laughs> yeah. to be read. I like uh, Jordan Peterson. Is um, I must say I, I was, I think of Jordan Peterson who refuses to label himself on anything, and as frustrating mm -hmm. it as that is, I understand it to agree because he'll always answer back the question. Well, that depends on what you mean when you ask me the question, mm -hmm. and I think that's a, that's there's some wisdom in that, but I think he fails to declare where he needs to, given proper context, where he stands on things because we need to know at some point. But I think that when you're putting your beliefs online, or what you believe about anything online, you need to be aware that if you're putting it into a platform that's broad enough to where the to where well, dilute the message in equal parts to the broadness of the audience, not dilute the truth of the message, dilute the wording that you use in equal parts to the size of the audience. Maybe that's right. Maybe I shouldn't try science. Um, yeah, if you're directly texting someone, or you happen to be able to meet them in person. You're going to say it differently. You're going to probably approach it differently than you might if you have got this broad sort of uh, Facebook profile that someone or anybody could interpret. Yeah, that they they're going to interpret in their own. If, if someone has had nothing, if someone was raised in a home where someone declared Christianity and they forced the um, woman in the household to behave certain ways and they disciplined them with the rod, legitimately hitting the wife, that's we 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 don't. We don't believe that. I'm just using an extreme example here. I don't know. I mean, if there's, but if there's those kinds of practices, and that's what someone was raised in, and I just say, hey, I'm a Christian, that triggers all kinds of things in them that are wrapped up in 
um, terrible things. And I need to understand that when I'm talking to a broad audience, I need to define my terms. I need to say, this is who yeah, I am, this is what I believe in, and this is what, when I say I believe this, this is what that means. Um, and so that's what Probably. I mean by, should I put my beliefs online? When, especially when we're younger, we just kind of state things emphatically mm -hmm. without understanding there's context and it may be hurtful to someone to state something without a proper thing. And even context, something as yeah. important and as sacred to me as my Christianity, my Christian belief, I want to know you before I just say something to you that might w w that might come off insensitive to you because you have an interpretation of something entirely different than we do. We don't live in a homogeneous um, belief structure in our society where everyone believes the same mm -hmm. thing. You know, if we get into a tiny little culture well, like Switzerland also, or something, a lot more homogeneity in the conversation is there because it's a small culture. We've also noticed how even in communication can break down even face to face, and it can break down even with people who love each other and who whatever because the the words you use may not be interpreted the way you're meaning them to be interpreted so it is just we're back to restating just to be cautious that you're building life into someone not tearing down what god might be doing in right. their lives right I mean, here, and, and to say it this way you can make statements and i think that there's but you have to choose your words carefully and you have to be mindful of your audience. It's not an intimate and audience. And caring about them more yeah. than you're caring about your own agenda. Yeah. Oh, if you need to be right, if you just want to be right about something, can you, and someone said something on that online that ticked you off and turned you sideways, you are not coming from a place of life. You are coming from a place yeah. of darkness and death. And because yeah. and, 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 I, I hear that in common speech. If you're standing across from someone, some, somebody says something absolutely st um, stupid, most of you hold your tongue. Most of us would keep our mouths shut and say, oh, that's crazy, but I'm not going to engage it here because I don't want to sour the relationship. Or they may, or you might approach it later. Very rarely do you just start a fight with somebody. But you get online and you'll just go for it. Yeah. That's probably a good sign that if you won't do it in person, you probably shouldn't <laughs> do it you? on Facebook yeah. or Twitter or Insta crazy or whatever. <laughs> so that's my that's my take on it. I don't know if I think we're on the same page that way. Guard. That's, that's not a bad little... Um, that's the final nugget to say before we wrap this little conversation up today and go about the other stuff we need to do. Anything else? I think that's a good answer, don't you? All right, well, thank yeah. you guys so much for listening to our shorter version. We're trying to be more succinct today anyway. And um, check us out because we have all these people that we're still, we are mom and dad, so we have to go do the mom and dad stuff. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you when it's episode 14 and it's not such an unlucky episode. <laughs> Keep up.